Hey, greetings, everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Allen West, and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. This episode of the Steadfast and Law Podcast is brought to us by our dear friends at the United States Concealed Carry Association. The United States CCA helps responsible Americans like you prepare for what happens before, during, and after an active act of lawful self-defense. USCCA members get life-saving education, expert training, plus self-defense liability insurance. Plus, a USCCA membership is always risk-free with their 100% money-back bulletproof guarantee. Membership is truly an investment worth exploring. Click learn more below right now to activate your U.S. Concealed Carry Association membership. Click learn more right now. And also one of the benefits of being a member, you get their monthly Concealed Carry magazine. And as a reminder, the United States Concealed Carry Association is not an insurance company. A policy has been issued to the USCCA by Universal Fire and Casualty Insurance Company. That policy provides the association and its members with self-defense liability insurance subject to its terms, conditions, limitations, and exclusions. Hey, greetings, everyone. Welcome back to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. Siaka Masakwa has been a Hollywood actor for over 15 years. During COVID lockdown in 2020, Siaka saw all the chaos and lies being told by the mainstream media and started speaking out. He got involved by attending Trump rallies in Beverly Hills. Yeah, Trump rallies in Beverly Hills and supporting the California recall of Gavin Newsom. Thanks to a Freedom of Information Act request by Judicial Watch, Siaka found out that he was on a secret list by the Secretary of State to censor him on social media. Like many Americans in 2021, Siaka was raided by the FBI for simply being in D.C. on January the 6th. Up to now, no charges have been filed, and let's pray they don't, and his belongings have yet to be returned. You know, that tells you something. It was this incredible violation of his rights and privacy, in addition to a very clear call from God, that convicted him to run for local office, recognizing that today is the day of the dutiful citizen once again. Siaka officially put his name in the hat for California State Assembly District 43 and has been beating the pavement ever since with features on PragerU, OAN, America Faith Network, Newsmax, and maybe you have seen him in a few Babylon B. Uh, episodes, as well as their podcasts and some other media sources. He currently aims to create the society enriching content America is starving for through his work as a writer, actor, and producer. He is a founding member of the sketch comedy show, What the Fact is Just Comedy. You can find that on Rumble and Hollywood for Freedom, where they are building a place for artists to create without the threat of being canceled by a new Hollywood. Siaka Masakwa, 
Thank you for joining us here at the Staff Fashion Law Podcast. Hey, how you doing, sir? Thank you for having me. No, it's fantastic. Now, you, you know, let's talk about your background, because like most people out in Hollywood, you're not originally from California. So kind of give us a little yeah. bit about your background and uh, where you were born and raised. Well, I, uh, I was born in upstate New York, Rochester, New York. I grew up, though, in the Midwest in Chicago and Evanston, which is like right next to Chicago. Yeah, but my family University. Um, yeah, yeah. Actually, I, um, one of my good friends, his dad, is still the coach there from back since we were in high school. So one of the coaches on the football team. Um, and, but my family is originally from Liberia. So my wow. mom is an immigrant and I'm first generation in Los Angeles in 2004 to chase this wild dream of, of entertainment. Now, interestingly enough, uh, your background and your family uh, much like mine. I mean, my parents were not Republicans, but they raised us to be in a very conservative nature. Was that the type of home that you were in back in Chicago? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, the, my mom was not a re Republican, but say, you know, I grew up in a Democratic area. She knows Chicago is. Yeah. I remember when Harold Washington was uh, elected uh, mayor and mm -hmm. everyone's celebrating in the house and running around and stuff. But there was... You know, there was never a sense of um, you can't as opposed to as opposed to more like watch out for. Yeah. You know, so like the some of the things we're seeing today is just so far off from then. But I could see how they were like the seeds to to kind of feed into some of the, a lot of the chaos that we see in the community today. But there was never. And I think the a, a big part was the fact that my mom grew up in Liberia. She didn't grow up here in the States. She grew up with, you know, a father was around like. She saw successful black people because that's what the country is. So it wasn't this, you know, being an in industry, I've found out like how much Hollywood has been, it has influenced that perception of black culture, you know, black America, if you will, to the negative. You know, it's interesting you bring that up because I remember even the show Good Times with uh, John Amos and Esther Roll, which was kind of set in the projects of, of Chicago. Mm -hmm. But it was still a positive message about the traditional nuclear black yeah. family. Uh, and, of course, yeah. back in the day, the Cosby Show and other things. But when you fast mm -hmm. forward it today, you know, you look out there and it seems that everything in the entertainment side is about black gangsters. I mean, the BMF yeah. show, uh, uh, Power, yeah. all of these things. Yeah. So is there a subliminal message that Hollywood is sending out there that has gotten away from that foundation in the black community to now what we see? Yeah. I mean, that's it. All, I always like to say, if people want to see what I would call them communist socialists want, uh, they want to see where the country could go. The black community has been the beta test. Yeah. Like they push, they celebrate criminals. They celebrate in a sense, female empowerment and independence from the family. And we see the chaos that has been, been bred from that. And then you, you know, initially you're like, well, there's not a cabal that's putting this together. But then I start to look again, being around the industry, being in the industry, being asked to play certain parts. I look around, I go, well, if you're dumping a bunch of money into only this type of depiction, is this subliminal anymore? Hmm. Or is it just really they're telling you exactly who they think you are? Yeah. Overall. So now I go, exactly. So now I think to myself, well, 
it's something that's been happening, especially over the last couple, you know, a couple years with the FBI raid and everything. I'm like, you know, evil is going to be evil, <laughs> you know, and, and so from it, then it's up to me. Like, I can't expect evil to not evil. So I can't expect them to not produce those things that make people look less than human and, 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 and that, that, you know, glorify a lifestyle that leads to nothing but death, because that's what they're going to do. Now it's up to me and hopefully you and many other people in their community to start to recognize these things, which I believe is happening. We have, you know, black families, number one homeschoolers in the country, mm -hmm. but we need more, right? Because we have a lot of lost boys and a lot of uh, lost girls out there. We have to start taking it upon ourselves because evil is going to evil. And so they're doing it on purpose, I believe. No, I, I think you're absolutely right. And, and the fact that you would get... Uh, three black females, two of which are lesbian uh, mm -hmm. and avowed Marxists as the head of Black Lives Matter. And one of the big tenets of Black Lives Matter was that they didn't believe in the traditional nuclear family, which was the foundation and the strength of the black family. So let's right. talk about your epiphany, your revelation. How was it that brought you over to a more conservative mindset? What 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 happened? Well, man, uh <laughs> So I would say it was twofold in, at right around the within the same year from March 15th of 2016 is the day I walked into uh, into um, recovery and that started recovery from alcohol and that started to change everything. And then September of that year, I'm uh, I'm down in um, was it September. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, September, because there's the, the first Republican debates were in September. Right. Am I correct? Mm -hmm. Of 2016. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So later that year, same year from walking into the room of recovery to that September, I am uh, I'm at Winston-Salem, the National Black Theater Festival for the first day of a three day or two day performance of uh, Amiri Baraka's uh, um, Dutchman. All right. So I play Clay. I play a guy on there. It's, it's, uh, he was black revolutionary. So I'm still kind of I'm still right there. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and that evening I watched the Republican debate and. And to me, I'm just after a while being an actor, you get used to rhythm. You get used to hearing like how people say lines and you can tell when someone means it when they say a line and when someone's full of it. Right. And I was at a point where I'm like, all right, let's see which from Jeb Bush to Rubio, which one of these robots. Hopefully I was like, <laughs> Trump can make it interesting. Let's see what happens. And so he gets in there and I'm watching. And he's like, he's boom. And I, that was humorous. So I was like, all right, let's go. But more importantly, he talked about the uh, he talked about the uh, the healthcare issue, and he said we need to put it on an open market. That way, competition will drive down prices. And I was like, uh oh, he's saying real stuff. I was like, this is crazy. And then I saw how much they attacked him after that, and I said, there's something going on here where someone said something that was reasonable about an argument that they pretty much wants to push us to federalize. He said this thing that was like, yeah, of course, people get cheaper product like. If you, something comes out, it's going to be a better offer. People are going to go to that, and it's going to force all these other companies to lower their prices. And they attacked him. And then he started talking. He started having a sense of self as a man, like you can. And it was a different thing than like you have to like keep ducking and diving. Hopefully, maybe happen. It was like no, you can because. That's that's your God given right. That's where you are. And watching him take these slings and arrows. Then throughout those his term, you know, I'm here in the industry and my career starts to, you know, go up. I hit a point before the shutdown where and, and anyone in the industry may understand this, where it was 
I didn't have to do any other type of job. I could just act, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it was like that dream that I had been hoping for. And at the, but at the same time, I watched people around me that were being successful in their life, but because of Trump were losing their mind. I watched family, people I've known since I first moved out here in 2004. One friend of mine said, he said that, I go, so you're telling me that Trump's worse than George Bush who started an illegal war. And he said, and killed lives. He goes, yes. And I'm like, I, I, and, it, and then that started to hit me. Like, so if death isn't bad enough, something's wrong. Then I started to open my eyes to seeing how majority of that leftist mindset and that democratic mindset just only points towards death. So uh, in this, in this walk that I'm getting, closer to God, just as God from, you know, program. And I wasn't connected to Jesus Christ yet, but I'm just getting closer to God. And just truth was just paramount. I needed truth. And, and it doesn't mean that I'm perfect at truth. I do it like that. It, it just means that I know there was a there. I saw it save my life. I saw me from the DUIs to the, to the, you know, waking up in jail, to being serving time in jail for being a drunk. I saw it save my life by just trusting in truth. These these facts that were just facts on the ground, like like it or not, that's that's something else. <laughs> but these are just facts. And then I saw people losing their mind over uh, more people working in the history of our country. Well, it doesn't matter. I saw a, a mentor of mine, black man, who I'm like, Trump's promising all this money to the HBCUs. What's this? He goes, that's blood money. I'm like, so nothing was ever good enough. And, but yet I grew up hearing what we need and what should happen. And I'm seeing more people work. I'm seeing the government turn towards black community and actually dump money in there. I'm seeing investing in opportunity zones. I'm seeing that they want to protect the border because I've lived in areas where MS-13 has grown from when I first moved into later. So to see these things and people go, no, he's the worst. He's the worst. He's the worst. I'm like, what, 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 like what's going on guys? We can have a conversation about you want these policies over that policies, but it's the worst. Something is wrong here. And then COVID hit. Boom. And COVID, I always like to say, you know, 2020 is, is perfect vision. And I think um, a lot of people got clarity. And that summer of love in, uh, you know, the city of Chicago that I grew up in and love. Used to go to Bulls games in the 90s. Met Michael Jordan when I was 10 years old. Wow. And his mom when I was a senior in high school. <laughs> um when I had that summer of love and in three months, uh, 200 and 250 people were killed. Yeah. Uh, 170, 170 to 175 of them were black. Yeah. And they were screaming black lives. And I'm like, wait a second. What about all those? And the age range, my friend, from the six month old that was shot around the corner from where my mom lived in the stroller during the day. Mm-hmm to men as old as you and I. So, it, it, and everything in between, and it was just like, just, and I found my industry was, people in the industry were, had a bailout fund for these people who were destroying these cities. Yes. And it was just, that was it. I couldn't, um, I really couldn't, uh, I couldn't really just be quiet anymore, you know? Um, and luckily enough, my best friend and I were at the same place at the same time. And so um, we decided just to get involved, you know, um, 
Yeah, <laughs> sorry. No, it's no, sorry. I can tell. It's, it's very emotional for you, and, and it should be emotional for Americans. I mean, as a person like myself that served 22 years in uniform to, to fight for this country, what I see happening, it, it gets emotional. And for you to, to have yeah. that revelation and, like I said, that epiphany is something that just the same as when Saul went to, to Paul. The scales came off of his eyes and he could see clearly. And oh, man. Now, on the backside of that, I mean, this revelation has cost you in some ways. I mean, you know, the FBI raid, and I'm sure it's affected you in some of the positions that you have, have had in, in Hollywood. But how has it enriched your life? Uh, since this revelation, I mean, oh. let's talk about some of the great work you're doing with the Babylon Bee, even. Oh, you know, it, well, it, it, it's you know, it, it started with honestly, it started with going to those Trump rallies and that that joy and seeing so many different different people and, and running into a friend of mine, uh, Alistair Bayardo, who. Now we start. We started a sketch comedy group together. And what the fact that you read on just mm -hmm. because we we're making fun of that comment Joe Biden made about oh, you ain't black. Yeah. And we just did a small little thing with our buddy Bo Robinson. And then, you know, two and a half years later, three years later, we're still going. And, you know, from the raid and all the crazy stuff happening, but yet connecting with uh, um, with the guys from Babylon B and then being able to go on their pop podcast and then. And. You know, just coming up in the new sketch, which was California's move to Texas, and and it ended up hitting. You know, it's just because it, it, it was so. Um, it's been so amazing because it, it we know it was just a sketch, right? It was yeah. like, hey, we're gonna do something, we're gonna make fun of this, we'll see you guys later. But the hit, the cultural impact that so far we saw. You know, when I was down in Texas for the be be live, we had people drive in from Canada to yeah. meet the characters of Steve and Timpani, and and which tells me how starved we are, but that's an exciting thing. So as an artist, as a creator, it's like, man, I want to be right there for it. You know, I, I see what happened. I, when stuff was going on in 2020, I made a decision about SAG a long time ago. Yeah. So when uh, everything they've done afterwards and I've had friends want to go protest, them, and I'm like, nah, you know, I know who they are. So I'm done. But we now have a chance to bring quality entertainment, family fun back into our society. And, and, you know, I, I was a history major in college before I found acting and then I switched over. But before then, I was going to be a history teacher. And I love these moments in history you read about and you think these great men that accomplished this thing and they're mentioned in the annals, you know. Yeah. And I thought to myself, man, maybe this is what it was about. All the problems in Hollywood and, you know, seeing what that, you know, to a certain extent, what it looks like to go to a certain uh, level in that industry and to kind of not hit the peak there. Because mm -hmm. I know people who are at the peak that were so afraid just to say what was true. But to be at a position where, you know, I've done well enough, let's move up to truth. And now to be in this position where it's like you're coming with uh, um, a lot of times experience that is missing on our conservative side, it's exciting to, to be at a position to give that back in there and pour that love in that way because being an artist isn't a bad thing. It's just where can you direct it? And we have so many talented artists and we have so many amazing stories that we can tell in the Babylon Bee is a testament to you can be a Christian conservative and, and punch and punch really hard at the same time. No, with the you're absolutely the satire. Right. So and I, it's I'm, great. I'm very proud of that. 
And it's great yeah. because, you know, Andrew Breitbart once said that politics flows downstream from the culture. And for so long, yes. we have avoided the culture. And it's great to see the Babylon Bee and, you know, people such as yourself, a black conservative actor, member of the entertainment industry that is out there using your talents, using sarcasm, mm -hmm. using humor to be able to, you know, illuminate people on a lot of these things, a lot of these points. And, and, and I tell you, living here in Texas, the Steve and Tiffany, especially the one that you guys did at uh, Bucky's, <laughs> that just had everybody in our family yes. just cracking up because, I mean, my, my family loves oh. Bucky's. So to see that was just uh, absolutely <laughs> incredible. I, I, I love I love Bucky's. Shout out to Bucky's, everyone. If you haven't been there, go to Bucky's. Yeah, there's nothing like Bucky's. Now, no. Let's talk about this piece that you just wrote uh, at yes. redstate.com. And if you could, maybe you can share with people the link. But that yes. was an incredible analysis and an incredible commentation, commentary on, you know, the, the philosophies that we are up against and your perspective and looking at those philosophies and how it has personally affected you, as, as you talked about with the FBI raid. Can you kind of give us, you know, a quick synopsis of that article that you wrote for redstate.com? Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Thank you. Um, and so you guys can check out redstate.com. And it's um, within that article, I wanted to point out kind of it really a lot of it stemmed from my experience, but also I had this moment in uh, at Godspeak Church in Thousand Oaks try, when I was there to me and my best friend were there to support the church as they were getting attacked by the, the state governor, you know. And so as we were, I was going back and forth with a protester, and then I started to walk inside, and this older white lady was walking in behind me, and I turned to her, I go, Hey, do you know where we're going? She goes, Oh, no, I'm following you. And so we were kind of just lost. We, we went and we sat next to my buddy. And afterwards, she's getting up. She tells me, um, I just drove in here from Arizona this morning because God told me to come here. I don't know why, just to support. But she goes, he also told me, I need you to find a pastor and have him help you go through Ephesians 6. And that's the armor of God. Full and if we look at that, it talks very specifically. We are not up against flesh and blood, but against the principalities. You know, the the uh, the princes of our dark dark time. I'm paraphrasing. Don't don't hold me to it right now. Um, and it really hit me. I was like, wow. Then the agenda made more sense. And then it, it, even though I can still sometimes, not as much as early in 2020, but you, the person you kind of want to shake them or something, but you start to see, wait a second, this is something more. And then. We're living and we're seeing it and everything started to happen afterwards from the raid to, you know, being on the secret list, to, you know, being fined for just doing a, a recall of Gavin Newsom in West Hollywood. But within the article, we're pointing out how ultimately these things, evil has been coming after us for so long in so many different ways. And something as simple as entertainment, trying to have your or dropping your kids off at school so you can make a little bit of money. It's out there now and that we need to reel it back in. We need to take charge of this. These things, we shouldn't be shell-shocked ultimately because this is what evil does. Mm -hmm. So if we can sit there now, we look at it, and this is why I try to point out in the article, let's look at what's going on around our, us and start to think to ourselves, I am the solution. Yeah. We are the solution.
not necessarily a lot of times I've seen parents and going to whether it's Conejo Valley or here in LAUSD going to these 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 uh, school board meetings and parents are pleading, pleading. When I tell you about the protests in front of SAG, they're pleading all these different places. They're pleading just to be heard. We have to stop pleading and start taking action. And that action that I point out in there is and it's 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 written in our Constitution and we forgot that it's on us. It's on us to run for the school board. It's on us to be the mayor. It's on us to be the legislator. It's not on some person just because they have some titles you don't know. It's really on us. Who knows your neighborhood better than you? Mm-hmm. And then we start pointing out that this stuff has been invested in, whether it's from the CCP, whether it's from, you know, um, other other one percent agencies that are just all sharing the same messaging. It's not our best interest. It's OK, people. It was meant to deceive you. It was meant to put you in the darkness. It was me- That's what it was meant to do. And if it didn't do that, they're upset. So if you get a moment to come out there, there there's options to be able to recover because that's the Lord. But there's also actions to be taken, and that's to be a part of the civic process because we've seen our shows and our entertainment go to crap. We've seen it. How come? But we can't tell those stories. George Lucas was just a guy just like you and me. And so we have to get back to t- what this country is founded on, which is us telling our own stories, us building these structures from the ground up over and over and over. The second chancers, if you will. This is what America's about. And hopefully, I, and I, lay, I try to lay that out because I think a lot of times on a conservative side of fence, we just talk about how everything sucks. And within here, I wanted to say it doesn't, yeah, it's some of these things suck. But it was invested in so that you know, so that you can't really see it. This is supposed to be like that. But here are some action steps that can get you out of your own way a lot of times or can get you into a position of success. If you just try, if you just get out your front door, you'd be surprised what you can do. And I'm, I'm just really I feel fortunate that it's resonating with a lot of people. And I hope that in moving forward, now we can hit even more succinctly at the different, you know, uh, um, the different cultural issues that are going on. You know, that was to me kind of a, hey, this is the big picture, guys. But now we can talk about what is what local farming look like. Right. Or we can talk mm-hmm. about uh, the transgenderisms in schools. And we can talk about, like, how do you get a galvanize a community to vote for these certain. So now we can start to pinpoint different issues. But from that article, maybe it gets people inspired to to really start to open our eyes to what's going on around them. You know, that's a great point. One of the early lessons you learn as a, a lieutenant in the United States uh, military in your training is that. If you are ever leading your troops and you get put into an ambush, you take action. Mm. You just don't sit there in yes. ambush. You got to fight your way out of it, and I think that's so important. You can sit down and whine and cry about the fact that you're in an ambush. That's not going to do anything yes. about it. Your men at all that, that you are entrusted to take care of, they're looking for you to lead and to get them out of that ambush. And I think that is the real crux of the article that you wrote at RedState.com. And I want to tell you, Siaka, I, I bottom of my heart. It is just a pleasure to see you because you represent that next generation because, you know, you can look at my hair. I'm kind of getting long in the tooth and I want to <laughs> be able to, you know, pass that torch to someone. And yeah. you're definitely that. So how can people follow you out there and all the great work that you're doing? Well, all right. So, you know, it's shadow band season for a reason. So what you have to do is you have to spell it all out and they'll put it in the description somewhere around here. 
But you can find me on Instagram at Siaka, S-I-A-K-A, underscore Massaqua, M-A-S-S-A-Q-U-O-I. On Twitter, because I have a little bit more space, it's just at Siaka Massaqua. Uh, you can find me on YouTube at Siaka Masco as well. And uh, I know my girl is going to be upset, but I'm trying to make sure. I, oh, and make sure you check us out on Rumble. What the fact on the channel. It's just comedy. It's so funny. You guys are going to love it. Check out. Uh, actually, I do. A, we do a little parody on the FBI raid there. So people <laughs> can check that out for themselves. <laughs> well, we have Siaka, to laugh when they try to come at us. Siaka, thank you so very much. And for you, your fiance, Charlotte, if I'm correct. Charlotte. Yes, well, give her Charlotte, my regards, yeah. and, and I want an invitation to the wedding day. And if I can be there, I will definitely be there. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you. All right, ladies and Thank gentlemen, you. Siaka Massaqua of the Babylon Bee, What the Fact, and he is one of the great young black conservatives out in Hollywood. Thank you so much for being here on the Steadfast and Law podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on this episode of the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. Special thanks and shout out to Siaka Masakwa for joining us. And if you like this podcast and you want to share it with others, please do click the like button and share it with others. We're here to inform and educate and activate you to make sure that we protect this constitutional republic. Until next time, steadfast and loyal. Before they burn it down